I just have a green screen. Behind. Welcome <laughs> to Diffy Chat, everybody. Uh, you guys are interrupting us. We were having such a lovely chat. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time it is, you know that it's Divi Chat o'clock right now because the clock says 07 right after the number, wherever you're at. So welcome to the 7 After Podcast, Divi Chat. We're super happy to be here. Look at this panel, you guys. We've got, we got a gang with us today. And if you are in the part of the world, like Sarah Oates, our friend from Australia is, where you are just waking up, might I suggest you go ahead and give that coffee an extra shot of whatever it is you're putting in it. I'm not going to judge because this, this is a techie one today. We are talking about email. Now, not just your Gmail inbox. You know what we're talking about. We're talking about the email alphabet, the DMARC, the DKIM, the SPF, the I'm MAP, the POP, the MX, and the SPF. Did I say that one already? As a ginger, right, as a Perfect. ginger, I feel that SPF is the most important one, of course, as you all know. <laughs> Anyway, we've got our friend Ammer here, and I confirmed before the show that that's how he pronounces his three-letter name. So it's AMR, his name is pronounced Ammer, but he goes by the internet guy, because that's way catchier, and people couldn't figure out how to pronounce his name. So everybody knows who to call when they need the internet guy. So uh, Ammer, would you go ahead and tell us just a little bit about yourself? Give us your uh, website URL and just a brief sure. background on who you are. So yeah, my company is called Human Talents. It's one word. Uh, uh, the website is humantalents.ca because I'm up north in Canada. Uh, I'm actually very close to Vancouver, uh, which is the north, well, the west of Canada. Uh, northwest for you if you're somewhere in the States. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know, like in relation to Sarah, that's so far. <laughs> um, so far. Yeah, so far. So I, I started like uh, my internet journey uh, back in 2000 when the internet itself was called the bubble, like, you know, all these dot-coms that used to spring up and then disappear. And I was fascinated because like, you know, for example, and since we're talking email, the first time I got an email, I didn't believe that a message can arrive at the same time. Like really with no paper, no confirmation needed. It's like, wow, that's crazy. So I've decided I want to study how this thing works. Like, what is that? What enables all this communication to happen instantly? And all the other applications that came afterwards. So I kind of specialized in e-commerce back then and worked for different companies, different places until I started my own business in 2016. Um, so is I that human talent? That's human talents, yeah. So it's about- Hit us well, with the URL. We're going to go run and do more quick sure. intros right. and then we're going to dive in. I know this guy is like ready to go. What's your URL, Ammer? Humantalents.ca. .ca. And I, I know CA. that we we do have another link that we're going to There is a dot Ammer. Yeah. There's we're a humantalents.training. Ah, cool. Okay, great. So uh, let's just go clockwise around the room, guys. Sarah Oates. Hey guys, Sarah Oates here from Endure Web Studios. You can catch me at endure.com.au or Endure Web on the socials. Good morning, Sarah. Thanks. I'm still a bit croaky. I'll be better by the end of the episode. I know. Your mic sounds great today, though. So that's good news. Excellent. <laughs> Go ahead, Mikey. Oh, sorry. 
<laughs> I'm trying everybody. to do this like where we just go one to the next and nobody oh, ever gets it. It fails every time. Yeah. We're so seamless, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Maybe after five years we'll get it, yeah. Yeah, we might do. Uh, I'm coming to you from the tropical island that is the UK, where one day it's raining and the next day we get an hour of sun and then it rains again. <laughs> we get a lot of rain. In between the showers, we produce... WordPress websites that come that work, come rain or shine. <laughs> come and find us at webdesignpro.co. It's going so well. And on oh. Thursday nights at the Facebook group, Focus on Your Biz Weekly Get Together, where if you're not a member, you should apply to be. It's a very rigorous application process. Uh, did you did you write that, Mike? Were you reading that? No. Oh, okay. Just <laughs> just natural. Natural and more. <laughs> I don't want to follow that. That was do I it. Like no, do I it. Have to write uh, something. That's a lot of pressure. Hey, so yeah, my name's Eric. Uh, coming to you from Virginia Beach, uh, Virginia area, and I'm very excited. I have known Amber for a couple years now, and he is great. I've had him log into more than one project and fix things. So I'm excited to be with him on Divi Chat or break things. <laughs> Oh, we just that one time. Just that one Don't time. Yeah. And I am Stephanie Hudson coming at you from North Carolina. And it is finally starting to cool off a little bit here. I'm so relieved. Uh, and I'm having tech problems a little bit tonight. I can hear myself. I'm hearing it in my headphones. I better. Oh, my gosh. I'm taking the AirPods off. Anyway, man, it's going Oh, it's just going so well right now, isn't it, everyone? Do uh, so I say that every week? That's okay. We, we, we're used to we're used to it. So, aren't we? we just yeah. we just somehow we might get through, don't we? Okay, so what we're going to talk about now is, of course, all of this back end stuff on how to set up emails, specifically like the transactional emails that are taking place on your site. And I guess the first question we want to tackle is why is this important? You might have a thought in your mind, but Amber, break it down for us. Let's explain why we're here, why this is such a hot button issue, and why we're going to tackle it here on Divi Chat today. Um, if you search for like Facebook groups specific to web design, you'll see this question coming on and on and on. Like I, I can't remember how many times I've answered it. Like. <laughs> So it just keeps popping up, like, you know, uh, give it a few days and then somebody else will ask. Um, the, the biggest issue is like when 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 all of this started, like some time ago, email used to be so easy. You know, it's just uh, you build a website. You don't have to do anything. Just leave it as is, especially if it's a WordPress website. And you just forget about it. The form there works. The email is sent, whatever. But the world has had a big problem of spam. And uh, not just the spam, but also spoofing, like people pretending they are you or like sometimes you'd receive an email from you and you think like, oh, hang on a second. Why am I emailing myself? <laughs> Was I fully awake? <laughs> and then it's just people spoofing like they're they're pretending they're you and they get quite good at it to the point that it could actually, uh, you know, it's believable, like it could fool somebody. So. Tech companies, especially the big email companies like Google, Microsoft, have decided, you know what, we need to make it a little bit harder uh, for spammers to get through and for people to spoof and pretend that they are somebody else or they're sending an email from a domain, like a, 
your domain name, for example. And for that, they started to put some policies and frameworks and whatever. But before getting into all this beautiful tech word that's very sexy, wow, email. <laughs> um, we need to understand actually that we're talking about business email, right? So we're talking about an email that is going out of your domain name, not your Gmail, not your Hotmail or Yahoo. And because it's on your domain, a big part of how this works is based on your DNS. So another very sexy topic that everyone loves, I know. More letters. <laughs> More letters. Yeah. So we... To make it easier for everyone, especially for the non-techies, I know most of our listeners are techies, so they get what the DNS is. But to make it easier, it's just we as human beings, we're good at remembering names, but computers only work with numbers. So anything or and everything on the internet works using the internet protocol, which is the IP address, uh, which is a series of numbers. And uh, uh, we are still using IP version 4 and transitioning to IP version 6, which is a series of strings of text extremely hard to remember. Like if you can remember an IP4 number, that's good. It's hard enough already. IP6 is virtually impossible. So for us as human beings, we remember the domain name like FocusWP or uh, Endure.com.au or Web Design Pro or Intransit Studios and so on, right? We don't know what's the IP address. We don't care because the domain naming system or the DNS service is responsible for that translation. So when you're setting up, when you buy a brand new domain name and you're intending to build a website, there are certain records that you have to create in order for everything to work. And in most cases, people create the records to start hosting their website so easily. But then they forget the email record, which is the MX, the mail exchanger. And in most cases, when you're using shared hosting, it's created for you, but all the other little things that Stephanie had mentioned in the beginning, like the DMARC and the SPF and, and all these lovely records, nobody tells you how important they are or how to set them up, or nobody even tells you why you need to set them up. And they're very important in order for your email to be authenticated as coming from you or coming from your domain. So I think of email a little bit as um, the big, the iceberg, right? The iceberg that can sink your ship. We see that little tip of it's the iceberg above the water when we set up a form and we say, send this form to this person and send it yeah. from this email address, right? That's the very, very tip of the iceberg and below it is this huge iceberg that's gonna sink your ship because if you don't address all of those elements, so maybe we could just talk about first, what e is the point of each of these DNS records? Now your DNS, we, we probably should do an episode on DNS at some point too. Um, but basically when you have your domain, you assign your name servers, which points that to whatever system is going to handle your DNS. So you might use, if you bought your name, your domain name at GoDaddy, you might just keep your name servers there. If you're using a host like SiteGround or something like that, you could also use Cloudflare, which is what I use yes. to take care of my DNS. So the name server sends it over to whoever's going to handle the DNS. And that's where we're going to be living today is in that DNS situation. Now, there's lots of other things that happen there, like how you point 
to the actual website and all of that. But as far as the records go, we know that there are MX records, right? So what are the MX records? What is so that's your mail exchanger. You are telling the world where is the IP address for the server that is supposed to be responsible for sending and receiving email for that specific domain. Right. And so for most of us here, probably, I would say, what's the top, like, the top two for sure? Google, Microsoft? Google and yep. Office. <laughs> yeah, Google yeah. and Office. We've got some rack spacers in here, I'm sure. Maybe some Zoho kids. Yeah, there's Zoho. Yeah, there's Zoho. Name, name cheap also have a good email service as yeah, well. And there's a few. So those are where yeah. our MX records are going to point. And that's, that's the, that's like, if, if setting up the form, the tip of the iceberg is 101. This is the 102 level, <laughs> right? We can, because Google, you know, when you set up your Google workspace, it walks you through what records to put in. Yes, for the it gives you four of them or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So you just copy and paste those all in. So now we got that, right? Everybody, by, by show of hands, who can handle that in the chat, right? You guys got that, don't you? <laughs> yeah, we got that. Tim is See? not here. He would have shown his hands. Tim would have shown <laughs> his hands. <laughs> He's the techie. Uh, yeah. His kid can probably, just... Merrick can probably do it. Yeah, he probably could. <laughs> but okay, show thing. of hands, who likes doing that? <laughs> it's not oh, if I you know how to do that. it. Do you actually okay. like it? Yeah. It's a necessary evil. <laughs> yeah. I, that part uh, isn't so bad though, because I'll tell yeah. you why. Because it isn't, it isn't as mysterious and scary, right? That's it's yeah. level one or two. It's like yeah, yeah you know, it is. It's, it it's also that's level. only if you're setting up email for a client. So I would say right. ninety nine percent of the time, a client would come to me and they already have their email set up. So like they already have Google and maybe they already have that DNS like set up. So the basic level, because like you say, Google walks you through it. Like Google will give you the TXT record and the MX records and they're good to go kind of thing. They've been sending emails for ages and then they come to you and say, I want a website or they come and say, can you redesign my website and move it to your server? So I would say 99% of the time, you, that's already in there and like most of us probably don't even do email for clients so it's not really right. that that they're coming to us for in the first place anyway they're coming to us because it's time to redesign their website they want to have a form on their website and or they come to us because they've got a website and they say hey my my form I'm not getting the notifications what's going on and that's when they come to us and so the 102, that was done before us 99% of the time, I would say. Yeah, it is for me. I, I don't get into that very I don't I don't get into that. Now we have we have some clients though that by virtue of the fact that we're doing their website, they think we're automatically their email person. Yeah. So they I know, right? And they don't right tell here. you. Like they don't yeah. say to you, Oh, my email like like just before you're about to move the website, then they go. Oh yeah, my email, it's in my server. So like, if you could just move all my emails over with like, yeah. as you're moving it and you're kind of like, oh my God, why didn't I ask you this? Yeah. <laughs> so that's like realize. one of the big takeaways from this episode today, guys, is ask about email. Know that that glacier is there, even though we yeah. just see a cute little ice, ice, little cute little ice cap. So we gotta, we've got to get this into the conversation early on, even if we're not mm -hmm. doing this. So I'm just sort of still setting up the framework of where we're at for it. So I don't know, Eric or Mike, you guys have been kind of quiet. What, where does the breakdown happen? Where does the disaster come in and the mystery? Tell us a, tell us a personal story of a, of email gone wrong for you on a website. 
Yeah, well, for me, it's it's the it's the classic scenario which is Sarah was just talking about, where um, when you're starting out and you don't realise with email that 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 um, you know people want you to look after their email at the same time, and you you know because it's a situation that because you're a web designer that automatically means that you know everything about their email as well. And you're going to automatically sort out all their emails as well. So when they've got 3 million gig of <laughs> hoarded emails. That's a lot of gigs. The, that's a lot of gigs. <laughs> uh, hoarded emails over a period of time. And then you find out that this is uh, on, a, um, on a server, sitting on a server somewhere, and it's not Google, and it's not Microsoft, and they're having issues and problems. Um, then nine times out of 10, I tend to say to them, well, we're, we really need to remove your email. Let's have a look and let's do a quick investigation and have a look and see how, you know, what, how big your email box is. Oh, it's 50 gig to, exactly. to, to bring it down into to, to real, real world. And, <laughs> um, and, and then you say, well, if we're going to move that, um, you really ought to start, you know, having a look at this 50 gig of email and seeing whether you can trim it or not. So then they come back to you a couple of weeks later and they say, yeah, I've got it down to 45 gig. <laughs> That's great. Uh, it's only going to take God knows how many days to actually move that email. So it's it's a huge subject. And I love Stephanie's analogy about, you know, the, the iceberg, because people get very, very upset when their email doesn't work, when their email goes into spam, and particularly your business. So if yes. they're sending emails out to clients, and those clients are not receiving those emails, um, and you say to them, well, if, have you asked them to check their spam? And they say, yeah, yeah, they've checked their spam, and uh, and it's going into spam. Can you stop that from happening? <laughs> yes, I'll just wave my magic wand. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think this is uh, when we start to look at the um, methods and some of the tools that you can use to um, actually work out why that's happening um, and, and start you know, sort of drilling down through through the list. So we'll, I'm sure we'll come on to this a little bit later, but there are uh, many things. So yes, for me, it's all about the fact that you end up in a situation whereby someone's got tons of email and you've also got to move it in order for you to be able to set it up properly to work with your website um, and, um, and for it to come from that person's account um, the, the person's account might be full. That's another one mm -hmm. where, you know, they've just not been looking at emails. And so you can't send any more emails from that account. Um, and it really depends. There's so many different different aspects of this, but that's some of the experience that I've had anyway. Yeah, I try not to offer email just purely because it's no. such a pain in the butt. And I don't, like, obviously it's the security <laughs> risk of the fact that having their email on their actual server is not a great idea yeah. in the first place. But there are definitely occasions, particularly I find nonprofits where they just can't afford emails because they're so expensive and it's not that easy for them to get the free nonprofit ones. They're the ones that I find they're, they're the ones that I'm having to manage on their um, actual server. But the one that really gets me is the people who have a Gmail account and then they still think that it's my job to help them set it up on their Outlook or like yeah. on their, like their, <laughs> their Mac mail. And yes. I'm like, yes. it's not that freaking hard. Like I'm not a tech, like my job is not your computer person. 
like so I find that's where I, I find the line really tricky and I probably need to get better at really upfront saying, hey, look, this is where I fit in. This is where I don't fit in. <laughs> like you need This to is where we go back to episode, episode 210, <laughs> setting boundaries. Yeah, right, it Sarah? is hard to set that yeah. boundary with email though because they, with the website, you it's end up getting involved. It's a blurry line, right? It. It like, is. Yeah, there it is. is some stuff that is you and there is some stuff that is not you. And to them, they don't see the di- – they don't understand the difference between an email is not coming from my website to me versus I'm getting spam and you think, mm. well, that's not my right. job versus I can't get it to work on my computer, which is also not yeah. my job. But to them, it all is the same thing. And so yeah. there's this really tricky clarification. It's like saying to someone, where's your DNS hosted? And they're like, I don't know. Like, Or can you give me the domain name login and the hosting login? And they're like, well, I've got one login. One good uh, I don't know what it does, but I've got a login and you kind of like, so I think it's that same thing where for most clients, they have no idea where the line stops and starts because they don't understand that there's any difference. So it gets really, really tricky. And I think even though this isn't what we're talking about, I think that's the tricky thing with email is that most clients don't understand how email works less than us. And like, even if we don't have a complete understanding, they have even less of an understanding. And so for them, it's just my email's not working. And that could mean 500 different things. Yeah. Um, yeah, which obviously we're not talking about all those five hundred things. We're no, but all of all of this about. is it is super important, and it all plays into this the perceived success or failure of a project too, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, on both sides, because if we come in and feel frustrated by what the client is asking us to do, then we're off our game. And if the answer is just no, that's not what we do, then that could be frustrating to the client. So it really does go back to a lot of previous conversations we've had with setting those boundaries, having clear communication up front. So this is another one of those things that we need to put into our onboarding documents, into our proposals, have static yeah. blocks of text and things. And um, and then when it comes to those transactional emails, which are, again, that's a whole nother ball of wax, then let's have some, let's set some processes in place that can be replicated. Because as as mysterious as all of these things are, our email alphabet with all these letters and acronyms and stuff, there really is a, a system for it, right? There's a system for these things. There are certain records that need to be put in place. So we almost need to keep these things separate as well. Like, like everybody here has been kind of saying, right? We keep your yeah. inbox separate from your email transactional emails. Yeah. And if we can communicate that to the client, I think that can go a long way to help with those clarifications. And um, so m- my like nightmare scenario that I hate and has happened to me so many times is uh, you build a site, you launch it, everything is tested, everything's working, you push it to the live site, you do all <laughs> the things you're supposed to do. And then like, you have the client test it and sign off on it and you test it. Yeah. And then somehow three weeks later, they come to you in a panic saying, I haven't received any form fills on my site. Yeah, and Because right? it was on your staging server where everything was working and then it goes to the customer's hosting yeah. and the environment has changed. So if you had any authentication done on your own staging server, which is already there and, and you know it, it works for all the clients, but once you push the project or the you know the the ready website to their hosting it's a new environment so yeah, all these 
yeah. authentications so, probably need to be redone. Yeah, it's a go live activity for me. I don't do that until we are we are you know we've moved the site over. That's it's one of the one of the jobs we do. We just say right, we're going to do anything to do with uh, any any email that's coming from the from the website. We will do on go live day. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted we, to touch up on on. Oh, go ahead, Derek. I was going to say so we we try to use very few plugins, you know, as much as we can. But there is one that's a standard part of every build, uh, and that's it's called email log. Um, yep. It's it's amazing, and we've just made it part of our standard operating for. So after we launch a site for twenty one days, we give a, it's it keeps a uh, a log of every transactional email that comes through the website, through every form, through woo. I mean, it's it's amazing, and there's either green check marks or red X's, and so it lets you see a deliverability issue. But if an email doesn't go through you have a log. So you can still go into the content and, you know, pull it out and send it to the client. So it's, it's a great backup. And I don't worry anymore because I know if there is a problem, I have a backup of every email through the site. So that's okay. But when we launch a site, we have 21 day bumper to bumper warranty. I just, you know, for a few days, you know, you know, even up to a couple of weeks after launching a site, every so often, I just log in and look at that, e that plug in and make sure there's green check marks by every email. So yeah, nice. That is cool. So let's let's talk about. Um, so you're. I think there's two things we should talk about. One is you're launching a site or moving a site, and the steps that are best to take. And then another scenario that is similar, but I don't know, is like I've got currently actually right now I have two clients who came to me out of the blue and said my forms aren't working. And now I've got to go in and I realize like they don't have certain like the, the plugins that they were using for their SMTP, things like that aren't set up. And I'm, yeah. meanwhile, I'm slammed and I can go in and tinker and figure stuff out, but I don't have a really good process for it, honestly, which is why I reached out to Amra. I said, Amra, would you like to come on and talk about email <laughs> and like sort us out? I wanted to be able to like, I mean, this is what we do on Divi Chat though, right? We bring, we like just open up the kimono for you guys and show all the warts and say like, this is what we struggle with. And we, we find solutions and hopefully you don't have to make the same mistakes as us. But I've got like, I've got tons of sites where I have sorted this out and I would love to have a systematized way of doing it. And I've got some sites that use WP SMTP, the one with the blue pigeon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I've got yeah. some, uh, I've got some that use postmark. I've got some that have other things, you know, like there's all these different things and I don't have, like, if I have a client who I didn't build their site, so this one wasn't my fault. I had just modified some stuff and now they're yeah. having trouble. So they came to me. So I don't have their domain access and all of that. So what do you do? What's your... I So there's, let me just touch up on a couple of things quickly because we've covered them. Because I just asked you like 75 questions in one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so first, like we, we're talking about a form, but actually the importance of email triples or quadruples when it's an e-commerce site or a membership. Sure. Site, because the amount yeah. of important notifications that have to go, it is no longer just one person filling a form a day or something like that. Yeah. So it's really important because they get their username and password by email. Um, yep. When they forget their password and they want to reset it, you use email. because I know, like we say, it's not sexy, but it's very important. Even for social media, if you didn't have an email, you wouldn't be able to log into your Facebook or whatever. Listen, Amber, just because it's not your thing doesn't mean it's 
Not so much. Yeah, I'm so passionate about the boring stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing is, um, you, I think you, Stephanie, you said that earlier. It's not a good you idea. You haven't seen the email Pornhub channel. It's email wild. Pornhub, yeah. <laughs> it's Canadian. Uh, <laughs> 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 okay, my good friends wow. in Quebec, I said nothing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway. Yeah, so, you and saying. you said it's never a good idea to host your email uh, where the website is hosted. And I think Sarah also said that. you got to have Gmail, Microsoft, or something like that. So the biggest problem when you're hosting your email on your, on your uh, you know, hosting where your website is, Number one, most of the times you're using shared hosting. I mean, okay, some people may be using their own server or a VPS hosting, but the vast majority, it's shared hosting. Now, the spam filters that decide whether this message is spam or not, they use IP addresses. And guess what? Your shared hosting IP address is also shared with other people. So... When somebody comes to complain and say, hey, my messages always end up in spam and ask Mikey for the magic wand <laughs> to stop that. Well, the only way to stop that is not to be using that specific IP address because if anybody on this server has sent as much as one, one spam message, the whole IP gets blacklisted. And that is the problem. That is the main problem. So every message that is sent from this specific IP address is going to end up either in spam or not delivered at all. And you it's not your fault, it's not your client's fault. You probably did nothing, it's somebody else on that server. So that is why you should always uh, have your email somewhere else. And it makes your job easier for website migration because now you don't have to migrate all these email boxes. It's just a website. Amber, Amber yeah? what? So let me last question just for clarification. You're just talking though the IP numbers. It doesn't matter like where the domain name and the you know the email has the same at domain name. No, it's it's not that. It's IP address. Yeah. So it's the IP address of your MX record. Got it. So if you're using shared hosting and you haven't moved your email to Google, Microsoft, Zoho, whatever right? The MX record is there within the shared hosting realm. And, you know, that's there by default. Nobody usually looks there. Um, and it's easily gets picked up by any spam filter. And every message coming out of that server for everybody on that server is going to be discarded for, I mean, it's not forever, but like, you know, that's a, this is a seriously good tip. You guys, this is good info. It's right? rowdy neighbors. Like, you know, rowdy if you neighbors. come, yeah. If you call them one of them, another one will have a party next week. So you got to move. <laughs> well, it's, another, um, it's another reason that we can explain to our clients why they shouldn't have their email right. on their server. So I think it's another bit of arsenal. We don't want them to have it on their server anyway because it's a pain in the butt and we have to manage it. So mm -hmm. anytime we're trying to get it off our server is a good thing. So any reason and clients hate spam. So it's a great thing for us to be able to say, the reason you want is not just security, is not just because I don't want to do it, but also because you're probably going to end up with your emails going to spam and you don't want that. So let's- And as mentioned, if you're going to do that, like, I mean, if that's what needs to happen, you don't have to do it. 
Like I've had people yeah. hire local IT companies to come in and move their email yeah. over. And be, yeah. like, that's who really should be doing that kind of stuff. It's so, a whole industry, okay. isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So I now that hired got... Hammer to do it. <laughs> you're gonna get a lot of work out oh wait of i like that yeah. um, I, i'm teaching people to do it now because i realize that you know many you, people want to learn it. with it yeah yeah. yeah okay so we've got our mx records sorted now we're on we've got we're using yeah. g suite or something so we're good on that so now what now what do we do break so down you, other dns records for us you Emma. mentioned the good scenario so the best way is to actually migrate your email all together outside of your where your web hosting is and mm -hmm. have it on a dedicated email service. Yeah. And we, we, we keep that. mentioning we Google that. and Microsoft because they're the oldest two companies doing that. But there are other players in the market and there are cheaper players. And even Zoho, as you mentioned, Zoho has a free tier. So Sarah, if, yeah. if the nonprofit yeah, organizations- it's quite expensive. Yeah. No, it's got expensive. It oh, really? used okay. to be a, it used to be my option. I was like, oh. yes, goes Was it home. just up to five people or something? Yeah, it's something like okay. that. And then also you have to use their particular thing. So you have to use Zoho apps and Zoho mm -hmm. everything. Yeah. And they just like they it used to be really generous and now it's like it's okay if you've got one person in the business and that's it. Like Hey Sarah, okay. are they like uh 301C or whatever it is? I don't know if that's international or just us like are they like an official non-profit yeah, just us not just US. oh US? right um i don't i don't know because um, if you are maybe. an if you are a certified non-profit you can get g suite for free you have to file oh, okay. paperwork mm -hmm, for free oh, okay i'll have to look into it because it's yeah. a little there's some hoop jumping but but it's not you know because you have to have we, we have a non-profit um our business, we started a nonprofit to do philanthropy oh, right. for, the our business. for the adoption. Oh, yeah, Eric. Yeah. 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 Achieve adoption. And so we, it's set up as a 501c3. And then I was just real simple. I, I sent in a, a copy of our declaration and we have G Suite for free. And uh, we can, all of our Google ads are free. We can run free Google wow. ads for the nonprofit. Wow. I didn't know that one. That's wow. nice too. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, it's a really great benefit for nonprofits. Um, anyway, moving on. Okay. Yeah. So so now we've got our email separate. We have our MX records done. Ammer, yeah. I'm dying to know about these other DNS okay. records. Okay. So you've got your MX record is the most important one, and that's the first one that goes in uh, yes. right after your A record, which is for your website. We're touching um, A records today, guys. That's an A record. Oh, you know what? I don't know actually why it's called an A. But for me, I call it the authority record because it's the first one that goes in. But it's, <laughs> nice. the, it's not, I mean, don't quote me on that. That's not the technical. Oh, no, I'm quoting you. Too late. Too late. For me already. to remember Too it is late. the authority. Yeah. Yeah. Write yeah. it down, everybody. <laughs> and then what do I have to do to get some SPF records up in this story? Yeah, yeah. SPF, not, you love that. Happening. The sender the policy hour. framework. Yeah. <laughs> if you say MX one more time, buddy, I don't know. What <laughs> so, okay. You have okay. your SPF and you have <laughs> yes. your, uh, or, or your DKIM or uh -huh. the domain key uh -huh. and the DMARC. Uh -huh. So the SPF, DKIM, and DMARC, the mark. Mm -hmm. All three of them basically are authentication protocols. <laughs> so uh, I think SPF and DKIM together or DMARC, like one of them consists of the other two. 
<laughs> Let's yes, just put it yeah. this way. Let me just yeah. check it. I think no, I you had need, this. You need the there. SPF and the DKIM record to make the D, uh, and then you the do DMARC? the DMARC after. Yeah, you do the DMARC afterwards. The yeah. DMARC checks it. So yeah. one uses the other two. So yeah. yes, <laughs> and basically yeah. they're text. They're text record. So um, all three of those are text records. All three are text. Uh, and you're, wherever you're hosting your email, so if you've moved to Gmail, they'll give you these uh, values. They have to copy-paste. Now, you had a very good scenario. What if somebody comes to you for maintenance only? You didn't build their website. You don't have access to their DNS. So you cannot really go on and add the records that are missing or whatever. But they still have a website, and you're responsible for the maintenance. And naturally, if the email on that website isn't going out or is any ending up in spam you got to fix it right so for that you use a third party email service such as sendgrid or mailpoet or or mailgun, mailgun. or yeah. i use mailgun yeah. amazon ses or whatever a plugin right however <laughs> When you're setting those up, you still need to have some yeah, sort of domain authentication. But you know, yeah. but at least using a third-party service, a they don't have to migrate their old mailboxes. You know mm -hmm. that that fifty gig of hoarded. <laughs> I believe it was three hundred gig millions or something. What yeah. was three it? million gig? Three million. Three million gigs. The um. Okay, so let's talk about these. App, these are uh, plugins, these third party services. Um, who wants to touch on like what what is it that they actually do? Could some do any of you have the ability to put that concisely? Because we are you're routing the email outside, the yeah. They so you're not problem. using the IP address. Thanks, sir. <laughs> Glad I can help. I'm out, and that's it. Okay, I'm out. <laughs> Mic drop, yeah. Thank you guys, it's almost time to hear from our sponsor. All right. Who we don't have. Who would like, by the way, would anybody like to sponsor us? We, think about all the nice things we could be saying about your business right now. Wouldn't you want to be affiliated with the show this organized and <laughs> professional? Sorry, sorry, sorry. So I find that I don't have the technical thing about what they actually do. But for me, like, I think I started using Mailgun. It was when I started using SiteGround. So when I went to SiteGround, all of a sudden, none of my emails worked. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I suddenly went, holy crap, what do I do? And so that's when I discovered Mailgun. Of course, there are heaps of other companies. You can choose whichever one you like. Uh, for me, I found Mailgun. It was free. I was like, this is great. It has... For me, I found it fairly simple in terms of like it just gives you all the DNS records that you just have to plug in. Initially, when I did it, I just put everybody on like one account, like kind of one thing, which is not really ideal in the long run, but whatever. So I have one Mailgun account. I was just using my own domain name to do it. So everything was going through my domain name. So they suggest like mg.endure.com.au. And so then they give you all the domain records. I just chuck that in. And then in every website, I would add that SMTP, what is it? Mail SMTP plugin, I think it's called. One of the options is Mailgun. So you just click on that and then it asks you for an API record. And then it asks you for maybe your account, no, the, the mg.endure.com.au. And so yeah. you chuck that in and bam, emails work. 
And so mm, the amazing good. thing about it is it's a bit like Eric's thing of a log where then I can log into Mailgun. I've got five days worth of history. So on the free yep. account, you just get five days. And so I can see every single email. So then when a client says, hey, I didn't get this notification, I log into Mailgun and I can see I, there's a tick or there's an X. And if there's a tick, then I can say, well, the issue is at your email. So check spam. And nine times out of 10, that means it just went to their spam folder because Mailgun is telling me it got there. It actually was received at their server. And so the information that you have, whether or not you're having deliverability issues, I think having something like Mailgun or whichever one you want to use gives you the power to be able to say, let me check that for you. Oh, yeah, I can see that email left our server at the website and I can see that it was received at your thing. So therefore, you need to talk to whoever manages your email or you need to look in your spam folder. And once you teach an email that it's not spam, it's more likely to go into your inbox in the future. And so suddenly you're able to kind of give them that information. Um, I have since learned that it's probably, it's kind of a little bit better to have everyone on their own mail gun only for simplicity of then if they leave you. Um, it's a little bit simpler for them to mm-hmm. be able to leave. Um, so I think that can be more useful. Um, I have started paying for Mailgun. I now pay about $1.50 a month um, because Whoa, I have more than 5,000 emails. Uh, I know, show right? off. Real expensive, real expensive. Um, so that's when you hit 5,000 a month of email sending. So hey, it's not Sarah, like it's Can I so interrupt cheap. you for a second? We've, we've yes. lost, we've lost our folks. We got to, we got to circle back a little bit. We've had a couple mm-hmm. comments in the chat. So, okay. um, so let's clarify what all these pieces are again. So yeah. theoretically, you've got in your at your DNS um, host, you've got your MX records and all those things set up. So mm-hmm. we're not we're not really talking about that at this point. I know Amber no, loves to freaking talk about MX that. records. I know. I'm just trying to clarify for everybody else though. So I I got you. I followed you, but they're okay. lost. So the next section is like when you're trying to send mail from your website, uh, you have to you have to verify it, and it's got to go through some sort of sending protocol. Is yeah. that like a super simple way to say it? Yeah, you're really so, too far another service. So I, I think yeah. either, I think people get confused on e- like if I email you from my email account to your email account, that is handled through the DNS yes. side, yes. the MX records and all of that. When somebody yes. submits a form on a website or an order through a website, that's where we're coming in and using SendGrid, Mailgun, and stuff like yeah. that to ensure deliverability. They're two completely separate things. Right. So think if it shows up in your sent box, if it's in your sent box, that's one thing. And if it's not in your sent box, it's another, right? Just like and what Eric's saying. It's that thing of like, okay, when the client comes to you, what problem are they coming with? Are they coming with the notifications don't come from my website? Or are they coming to the pro- with the problem, which Ending is not up really in spam. issue, of... I, all of my emails are going to spam to other people. Yeah. Like those two are totally different questions. They can, they can be some of the similar scenarios, but if it's the issue of it's not going from my website, the notifications, then this whole mail gun route is a really simple way of fixing that. Especially if. Doesn't it sound simple? (laughs) Mail gun. It's not that bad. It really isn't that bad. I know, I know, I know. Compared to setting up like. You still probably, they should have the SPF records. Like everybody should have them. But if the emails are not being delivered, this part of it 
is going to fix that nine times out of 10 without even having to go down that route. And if you're not managing their email, then you probably want to fob off the SPF records to someone else. It's not really your job. And so it's that thing of like, which part is your job, which part isn't. For me, I'm happy to set up Mailgun and do that side of things if they're not getting the notifications. If they're getting, if all their emails are going to spam, they need all this other stuff set up and really they should have it set up anyway, no matter what. But is it Mm -hmm. your job? Mm, Right. You could make it your job. Okay, so say you make it your job. Now let's get into that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No, let's learn how it works. Yeah. Well, and from, I wanted to point something else out. Does anybody else notice that like we never used to have to deal with this on the websites? This is more of like the past couple years only this has been a problem. And that's, I don't really know the why, but I do know that mail uh, wordpress wordpress does have built-in sending so it it works through php but i guess because of the spam or whatever the actual underlying reason is that gets jammed up and doesn't work reliably there's that's why we're bringing in these other yeah Yeah. and i think i think it's also that a lot of host a lot of hosting is getting away like used to be every hosting provided email now there's a lot of hosting that they they just don't even provide it. We just we moved in the last yeah. year. Um, we, we moved completely to Divi Space Hosting. They don't mm-hmm. offer email at all as an option. There's no so email one. It makes there. it yeah. really easy when we do maintenance and hosting. But once we started moving all of site, once we started moving sites into this hosting environment, Divi Space Hosting, because of the fact they don't do email at all, uh, suddenly websites that the transactional emails were going through stopped and we had to start using SendGrid on every single yeah, right. website yeah. we host and i think it's because of the the hosting environment but it was yeah. just to make just on the sites that we have on our maintenance and hosting SendGrid, mailgun they all work the same the same way it just yeah. it just fixes it and like sarah said it, it's so slick i can log in the SendGrid. i have same thing like five days worth of records I can look and I can say like, oh no, actually it was delivered and I can see that your email was actually open twice. Yeah. Or I can say, yeah. oh, <laughs> that's it wasn't, it's, it's good, yeah. When they say that, yeah. they, you know, customers for, for a client says that, you know, we didn't receive the email and all the rest of it. I said, oh, two seconds, I'll, I'll check that for you. You yep. opened it 10 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. oh. yeah. and by Love the way it. if anybody Ow. ever calls if any if your clients ever call and say yeah um i'm getting email on my computer but not my phone totally not oh, your God. problem fire yeah. them <laughs> <laughs> totally not your problem yeah. so yeah. so again guys we've got this this these third-party s- services that help get that email from your website into yeah. the right inbox it helps it it's the tunnel that's getting it th- it's getting it through the tunnel there yeah uh, am i echoing again you're in a tunnel you are you're in a tunnel uh, yeah. what in the Not world it wasn't on me let me that take over while you figure that one out please um, please so the so we haven't really addressed the question of okay so say you decide you are going to take on this issue or maybe you're going to do it for yourself like you're saying okay well my emails keep going into spam i need to fix this issue like fundamentally when i email from my email 
whatever app I'm using. And then I send it to my client. It keeps going into their spam. How am I going to fix this? The answer there is SPF, DKIM and DMARC. So can you talk us through, I think people find it really confusing and they don't even know where to look. I know every time I have done it with Google, I've only ever done it with Google. I find it confusing. Like I almost have to Google how to do it every single time I do it because it's, it, it, I don't even feel like Google makes it simple for you to work yeah, out. Yeah, okay, yeah. where do I start? Okay, are we going into admin.google.com for a starter? Like if, if no, that where we're starting? No. Well, actually, when you're doing you it with Google, records. like yeah, you need to find yeah so the text you that you're going to copy SPF? and paste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so no if you're which one you're working with, where do you find that information? We know we need to do it as TXT records in the DNS and that's fine. DNS, For most yeah. of us, that's not a confusing thing to know how to do. The question is, where do you find the actual records so that you can set it up? And I, my third question in that, which might be wrapped up in it, I think it's DMARC, but one of them, I think if you're sending newsletters from a third party, does it cause problems? I don't know. Mm, anyway, not sure. um, is it safe enough to set all three records up for everybody? That's my question. Yeah, so if to get the text that you have to copy and paste into your DNS management, that yep. text is given to you by the email application or the email service that you've decided to use. So mm -hmm. if you're using Gmail or Google Apps and you're setting them up with your domain, mm -hmm. those records are there in your admin.google.com. Uh, if you're doing Zoho, then it's Zoho, if it's Microsoft and so on. And if you're using a third party like Mailgun or SendGrid, this is where you get the text that you need. Now, yeah, where so I they see... will give you their own, their own SPF. Yeah. That's but right. where I see people get confused so easily, even techies, right? Is where am I... Like, where is my DNS management? That, that's also another thing. Because your domain might have been registered when you bought it in GoDaddy, but your name server could be Cloudflare. So you need to write, like create these records on Cloudflare. So, and sometimes, okay, your domain is registered with GoDaddy, but your name server is with your hosting. Let's say SiteGround. Then your DNS management is with SiteGround. So the best way to know which one, where is your name server, is to do a, a, a DNS check. Uh, so so there's, a, I think it's dnscheck.org. Just put the domain and choose which record you want, uh, to, you want it to show you. So you go and choose NS for name servers. So I think it's, is it dnscheck.org? dnscheck.org. Checker. Checker. Yeah, dnscheck.org. And then put the domain name, select NS, and it will show you where is your name server? Who's responsible? This is your record keeper. This is where you go and create all these SPF and text and whatever. Um, and even if you're going to be using SendGrid, Mailgun, whatever, you still have to do some text records in order to authenticate them too. Uh, but the trick is, and Sarah, I think you've done the trick already. If you don't have access to the client's DNS and they don't have a clue where the name server is, or they can't give you that login, you can use a third party as Mailgun using your your own email and Guys, set it up on the client's website. This so is that, a big one. That solves the problem. Yeah. Because you now, have access to your DNS, right? <laughs> there's also 
There's also yeah. another option. This is what I thought you were just going to say, Amber. Uh, like I know Postmark and um, I believe SendGrid. I don't know which other ones do it, but you can you can you need to use the DNS records to authenticate the entire domain. But if you know it's going to send from info at blahblahcompany.com, you can send an email from like SendGrid or Postmark. They will send a verification email to that yes. address and you can actually verify on a per address basis. So that requires the client to open their email and click the button, which is, you know, harder than it should be to get that yeah. to happen. But still, if yeah. you could do that, that's way easier than tracking down yeah. their DNS control. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's another like super helpful thing that I have learned this year that you can, thanks to Kylie, by the way, my pal Kylie has really bailed me out on email. And there's a very common mistake everyone should avoid. Do not set your from email the same as your to email. So, <laughs> caught in a loop. <laughs> yeah. So let's say, okay, let's say my domain is humantalents.training and I'm setting up. So the email that I'm using to send the messages is info at. The receiving email should not be info at, it should be something else. So it should be ammer at humantalents.training. This way, it will not get discarded. Now, here's a, here's a scenario that I'm in, Amr. Maybe you can help me with this one. He can. He th you think? <laughs> yeah. I I'm have a feeling it's going to be the MX records. Uh, I need another this. coffee now. Okay. No. So I've got uh, a client. Their business is called RDS Ventures. Guaranteed they're not listening to the show, so they won't mind me using them as an example. Uh, they do construction work and stuff. So rdsventures.com is their website. But we had a little snafu with the domain name wherein not only did he lose his password, but the email address that was set up, he didn't have the password to that. And he hadn't opened it in so long mm. because it was a Hotmail account that it got deleted. So we were wow. in a pickle, I'm just here to say. And his, But his email was working. That was his primary email. So I set up rds.ventures because that's a TLD. So mm -hmm. the website is at a dot ventures, but the email has to come through his other domain.com. That is also tricky because when you are sending emails from your website via a different domain name, that causes extra trouble. So if you're having issues with sending and that's a particular scenario you've got, if possible, you may want to rethink it. Otherwise, Ammer here is going to tell you how to fix it. <laughs> yeah, so use um, use the plugin, okay? Uh -huh. I like I like a plugin called Postman, Postman, Postman. SMTP, okay. because it has the log within the plugin. So you have the plugin that connects you to Milgans and Grid, a regular SMTP email account, whatever you want. It even connects you to your personal Gmail if you wanted to. I mean that. The way to do it is way complicated. I, I don't do it because I hate doing that part. But even <laughs> if you <laughs> that's not going to be encouraging. Come on. You have to because be you careful. have to go uh, to your Gmail developer account and create yeah. a project, and okay, it's just like that. too complicated. Right? You just use it with the maps API. Yeah. It's not worth it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just, <laughs> just take a screenshot. <laughs> yeah. Just embed the map now. We don't yeah. do APIs anymore. Yeah. Forget about it. <laughs> embed the map. Yeah, good point. Yes. 
And but yeah, but it can connect to so many of them all at the same time, and it has a uh, like a, a backup method. So if your if your email sending method, the original one fails, there is the backup method, which is usually That's your SMTP, cool. and it has the log, and all of it is free. So like the plugin is free. So it's one of my favorite. It's 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 the standard now when we build a website, we do this, and and like Sarah, like I usually anticipate that people won't be able to give me access to everything that I need. So I set up Postman SMTP with my own SendGrid API until I can get them their own SendGrid and like, you know, when things are moving, usually in the beginning as well, when it's a new client and you ask for so much, you're gonna get nothing. So you have to make your ask that easy. That is true. Like, <laughs> true, yeah. Just give me this one password, that's it. Like, <laughs> Okay guys, we are at the top of the hour. This has been a ton of information. I know uh, the chat. This is one of the quietest the chat has ever been. I think either everybody is us now. super overwhelmed or they all fell asleep. I'm not sure. You're going to watch which, it again. But anyway, yeah. Nancy already needs to watch it five more times, she said. Yeah. So why don't we have some quick final thoughts? What's your takeaway tip? Um, here, let's give quick. Let's have five tips maybe that we can give to everybody. What's your, what's your top tip? Who wants to go first? Can I start? Do it. Uh, okay. Go to mail-tester.com mm -hmm. and send yourself an email from potentially this affected account. And it will take you through your grading of your email. And it will show you the HTML version, the version without images, the text version, whether it's been signed, whether spam assassin likes you or not. Uh, it also checks whether you are properly authenticated from the server you are sending from, and it's the server authorized to send using your email address. And it also checks whether the messages is well formatted or not and looks at the message as well. It's brilliant. It, it's a little concerning that their site is not secure, but <laughs> <laughs> they don't have an it's SSL. To me. Yeah, it looks secure here as well. It's not here, but anyway, I'm sure, it's of your email. I'm sure it's just a glitchy thing. <laughs> okay, great tip, Mike. Thank you. I love their branding. <laughs> just nothing, just one envelope. It's great. It's great to break down. You'll you'll see the breakdown of, of your email. Mail.tester.com. No, mail-tester.com. Well, now we're getting somewhere. Yeah, we are. Yeah, it's like a boat, <laughs> and like there's like animals swimming, and like That's there's it. a lighthouse. Test this I mean, it's a very email. This looks a lot more trustworthy than the site I was just on. <laughs> <laughs> go, go, go back to there and put your email into it. I'm like, I'm not yeah, yeah. And it's and an email password. password. It's an email and password. <laughs> password right there. Yeah. Uh, okay, who else has a tip? I'll go. I had this, one earlier. This, okay, this is one ahead. of those areas where I decided a long time ago... <laughs> I was just going to find somebody to partner with. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I just, it's one of those things that's going to change. And I provide better customer service when I just say, Hey, I've got somebody I'm going to bring in the loop on this. Um, his name's Ammer. He's great. And I just have Ammer just directly contact them and he works it out because it's not just your small startups, mom pops that have trouble with this. Oh, Ammer yeah. and I have had some really big challenges with larger businesses that have a full-time IT person and they name their oh God, internal server the same as their website and it's just, it's just oh god yeah 
Yeah. So oh. I don't understand it, but I don't need to because I have a hammer. Because so you have a hammer. Yourself, find yourself, hammer. Find yourself hammer. this hammer. That's what boom, I boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Oh, can't touch this. Oh, sorry. <laughs> My son. <laughs> MC I do tell Hammer. Him, I do remind him every time not to sing MC to clients, Hammer. but outside. Oh of my gosh, that that made my day, Hammer. That was amazing. That was brilliant. I'm picturing you in parachute pants right now, even though we can always see from the waist up. I'm assuming it's those baggy parachute pants. Yeah. <sighs> uh, Sarah, did you remember your your final thought? Well, mine actually was. It, it was something that I'm going to do, which is I want to actually find someone local that can manage email and help clients because we've got this weird thing in Canberra where people love working with Canberra people. That's why they hire me. They want to work with someone. Sorry, there's a massive echo going on. Um, they want to work with someone who is local and therefore they want to have someone come over to their house and fix their email in person. So I want to find someone mm. local. It's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, I'd say for me, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm a geek. Like I find all this stuff intimidating, but I don't think that it's out of reach either. Mm. Like if, if that's what you want to do, if you just want to yeah. hire someone else to do it, that's fine. But I feel kind of liberated actually that once I started digging in and trying to actually figure it out and learn it, that it really compared to all the other stuff we do. I mean, this is just more geek stuff, you know? I mean, we, we figure some cool mm -hmm. things out, you guys. So that's sort of what I think, but don't hide from it just because don't put it off just because it's intimidating and scary because it will come back to bite you. I don't know why everybody is echoing. I've tried muting. I don't even know. But anyway, yeah. So don't be intimidated, but dig in early in the project, figure out what their email situation is, know what you need to do to get it sorted out. And then either you can do it or you can hire somebody to do it. But you got this. Yeah. Hammer, how about a final thought from you, my friend? <laughs> hey, guys, after we've bored them to death and they, they all laugh now or they're sleeping. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I would, I would say I would echo you, Stephanie. <laughs> echo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> echo, echo, echo. It's, yeah, it's important. Don't, don't delay it. Don't, don't shy away from it. Uh, there's a little bit to be learned, but I assure you, once you get it done once, or maybe twice, um, you will remember it. I mean, I, I have created the course specifically for that. So, yeah, if you're unsure, I'm going to sell now. I'm going to sell. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to ask you about that. Wake up, guys. I was just going to ask you about this before we finished, Hammer. So go ahead. Yeah. So, yeah, I created the course for that specifically because, you know, I felt there was a need that people, they wanted like a step-by-step -step in, a, in a logical way so mm -hmm. instead of circling around all these, you know, acronyms and which one comes first, is it the MX or the DMARC or the SPF or whatever? Mm -hmm. And what's the difference between an IMAP and a pop mail? And, you know, why should I be using Cloudflare to manage my DNS? What's the benefit of, you know, having something external? Why can't I just use my GoDaddy or whatever? So I, the link, Amer. Yeah, I put all that into a four hours course. That's it. You know, in four hours, you become the expert. Oh, you sent this to me beforehand, didn't you? It, yeah, so it's human talents dot training. So that I could be prepared. I can. Oh, this is the here. training one. Yeah. Human talents dot training. Here, I have the link. I'll put it in the. Um, I'll put it in 
on YouTube here because that's where I'm at at the moment. And then we'll also keep it in the show notes if you're listening after the fact. Okie doke. Thanks so much for being here, Ammer. Thank you. This was, a, this was a beast. And I feel like we <laughs> conquered the beast. We scaled this mountain. Any other analogies? Anybody? All right. You guys, are your brains full? Are they exploding? Go off and conquer some email. We will see you next week with another delightful topic. And who knows who's who knows who'll show up next week. This is 2021 has been the year of the guest on Divi hey, Chat. Yeah. I for one am loving it. It's been great having you, Amrit. Thanks the year so of the much. guest. Thank and, you. Uh, all right. Um, who's gonna who's gonna do the thing since Tim's not here? Go on. Take, Take care. Bye bye.